eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a CBS sports podcast. My name is Mike Casaza. Welcoming in Chris Anderson for an emergency edition of the podcast. As expected, changes in the athletic department at West Virginia. The first name on the list, Chris, is athletic director Shane Lyons. This happened fast it happened it's the first move i'm not sure it's the last we have a whole lot of ideas thoughts and opinions here i don't know where to begin i know where i want to go help me fill in the blanks (laughs) i thought that was going to be your job mike i thought you were going to be our athletic director here because this is I, I'm not sure where to go with it, where to start with it either, because this is something that's been a hot topic on the message board for those who are VIP members and have been involved in some of the conversations that we've been having lately, because this, uh, after our post-game pod on Saturday, I had a few people on our board, hey, Chris, what what's up with that response? Like your thoughts and your comments about the uh, trajectory or the path or whatever that this program's taking, this athletic department's taking. And it was just some comments about how there didn't seem to be a plan and what was the plan. And you've kind of the lack of a plan or the lack of indecisiveness has kind of put them in a tough spot. And then this, like within 24 hours, all of a sudden, like, I mean, obviously not related to what I'm saying. It just, there's been a a total shift here in what, was seemingly going to happen what was going to happen what did happen and now this just this move brings up about 15 more questions every every decision whenever there finally is a decision brings eight ten more questions with it let me sweep up for a second if you don't mind when you say within 24 hours you mean of the podcast uh the night of the oklahoma game where as we said bookending that day a great win for the football program in light of what's going on right now. We have a podcast at the end before the game is a ESPN stand-up hit by Pete Tamil saying, Neil Brown, nothing promised. 
if he goes, Shane Lyons probably also goes. And then we did some reporting during the day, before, during, and after the game, and, and had some thoughts to share on the post-game podcast what was going to happen. And then Saturday night into Sunday, Chris, so much activity about behind-the-scenes workings. Made me think that it was perhaps inevitable to this conclusion, but also that it had been something that had been thought about discussed maybe just kind of roadmapped in the heads of even a small number of people for a while and here we are not too much longer after that too people initially reacted to the podcast with the expressions that you have shared and also to me like what the heck which to me is a really good question chris what the heck because i i don't know where i stand on a lot of these things here and ultimately the answer to the question is the answer to the question. But my question right now is why? Why Shane? Why now? Because there's a lot of work to actually do in the athletic department. Is that because of Shane Lyons? Or is that because Shane Lyons is no longer the athletic director? I think that West Virginia is free to make this move. Their money, their university, their athletic department. This will surprise people. Nobody asks me what I think. Right? But. You have to have answers when you do something like this. You need to be able to hypothetically have a news conference, have a press release that does not let anybody walk away from that room or from that fax machine or email or cell phone or whatever and say, what the heck? And that's going to be an important gap for them to fill, an important question for them to answer right now. Chris Anderson, what the heck? <laughs> well, I think... I said this move, they finally make a move, and then this move raises eight more questions. And first and foremost is, what other moves are going to be made? Because they're just, this, this, the feel of this and the sense of this, and, and I mean, just everything that, everything about it says this is not the only move. This is not the only change that is going to be made. And there's reasons for that and it makes sense why or why not, but it, the the timing and then going directly for Shane Lyons to start. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, what, what I, I, this is tough. Like I, I, I'm not part of a board of governors. I'm not the president of a university. I don't get paid those big bucks to make those decisions, but all of that, all everything that's happened and has not happened with West Virginia lately has confused the ever living daylights out of me. And and here we are with, with finally with the decision, Mike. And I, do you think it's the right one? Do you think this was the move that West Virginia had to make right now? On its own, it's not the right loan move. It's not. But guess what? It's not the loan move. They've they've got. I I don't want to put imagery in anybody's hand here and make it seem like this is a bad thing, but they have the snake in their hand right now. Snake's not bad, right? Let's say it's a garden snake. Well, actually, that's not going to work with this analogy, but they have the snake in their hand, and they're going to change everything from the head to the rattler. And Neil Brown should probably worry about his job at this moment because his boss is gone. If his boss was going to bat for him to support a contract extension that has ultimately gone questioned and perhaps unfulfilled, that safety net is no longer there. You would be hard-pressed to tell anybody in the industry that you can 
hire an athletic director who has to stick with a football coach. And conversely, you can hire a football coach who does not know who his boss is going to be. Ergo, if one is gone, the other one is on, I would say, the thinnest ice imaginable. If you are a school in a group of five conference, an FCS conference, I don't know. Power five, sure. I just don't think power five is is fitting in this discussion here. If you're a group of five, if you are a FCS school, or if you're a, a, a power five school, it just feels frisky. Got a wild hair, you want to tug at it. If you want Neil Brown, you pick up the phone and you reach out. He might as well be a free agent. He's got a job. I doubt very much he wants to leave a power five job. I am certain that he wants to prove himself. But deep down in his head, he's got to know that the egg timer is turned upside down here. His proponent, at least in the sense that Shane Lyons hired Neil Brown, extended Neil Brown, and wanted it to work for Neil Brown. And let's be frank, has put a lot of luxuries and a lot of accessories in place so that it can work for Neil Brown and could thereby be expected to do the same in the future is no longer in his office at the Coliseum to be replaced by somebody who was going to want to make sure that the money maker is making money, which means winning. And I don't know how someone can come in and say, yeah, Neil Brown's it. Neil Brown's my guy. And even if Neil Brown has a year to prove it, which is maybe an outcome right now, right? The expectations are so high. You're going to have to meet the bar and clear the bar so impressively and so emphatically that is perhaps too much to expect. Why wouldn't Neil Brown be the the low-hanging fruit right now for a school that wants to get a Power 5 coach at a group of five or an FCS level? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's kind of the situation right now is that you could, if you really like Neil Brown and you're a, a coach-dependent or a coach-needy program right now that sees him and likes him, he's there, he's pluckable, is he not? Yeah, I would think so. Um, this was part of my my four scenarios that I posted on the message board the other day is there was a no win here because whatever happens, it seems there's so one tied to the other between Lions and Brown that but and if you end up with, hey, let's just fire the AD but keep the coach, that's a disaster waiting to happen. When has the last time it worked where a an a new athletic director was you know or an old coach or a coach that's on the ropes on the hot seat was forced upon a new athletic director and it worked it just it doesn't happen i mean anybody anybody who has led a business led you know a team whatever you want to pick your guy you want to pick the person that works for you you want to pick your star player you want to pick your make your draft picks for your team like even if you're talking about fantasy team you don't want somebody else drafting your fantasy football team, you want to pick your team because it's your team. This is this is the same thing. You want to pick your guy. So it's going to be hard to work out if you have a new athletic director and you tell that athletic director, hey, here's our coach. And athletic director is going to look at you like, what? let me decide that. Uh, that is my job. Um, but Mike, let me ask you a question. Forgetting the Neil Brown part of this, is this higher more important than a coaching hire yes okay one i'm, I'm glad we're on the same page on that well yeah th- listen they're they're not going to hire brooke brown which means that like they're not going to get somebody who's just going to keep neil brown around 
this is this is a change to create another change. It just is. This is going to get somebody in the main chair now who is going to be able to pick his or her <clears throat> football coach. Just the reality, right? Unless this is the person who comes in and just really likes Neil Brown. And what's what's the motivation for that right now? I just don't know what that is. So if you're an athletic director coming in, you tie everything to your football program. You have to, which means your coach and your staff. And I don't know how someone can come in and say, you know what? This West Virginia job is sweet. They got Neil Brown. I just don't see that. But relative to the time frame that we're talking about here, how long does it take to identify and secure a replacement? And then that person to be on the ground and go out and search for a football coach. There, there, there are some heavy what ifs here, right? And, and like, I, I just wonder what if they don't change football coaches in 2023? What if there is a year where Brown is here to prove himself because the timing just is not right. And then West Virginia, for lack of a better phrase, has a lame duck football coach who may hey, listen, maybe he wins nine, 10 games. And then all of a sudden it's a lot easier to keep him. What if he doesn't? You spend that year trying to figure out who and what you want for the football coach, which means going back to your question, Chris. Yeah, this is huge. It's huge. It's football, but also, and, and we can get into some of this now too. Some of the stuff that happens in the shadows and the and the quiet corners of cocktail parties. Men's basketball. There were people who were absolutely okay with Shane Lyons hiring Neil Brown. And we can get in the Lions legacy, the pros and the cons and all that before we go for sure. But it's harder and harder to accept now continuing with Brown for as long as Brown uh, Lions did, but also in between then and now extending Neil Brown. That contract extension is an issue. It just is. Even if West Virginia can act on it, that is a big, big price tag to deal with at a time where big, big price tags are not things you want to deal with. Number one. Number two, it's not just hiring a new men's basketball coach. It is deftly handling the transition of an all-time figure in WVU athletics, an all-time figure in college basketball coaching, so that he goes out the way he wants, even if it's not the way he envisioned. You have to have the coziest, most accommodating path for that guy. And I don't think that West Virginia's think tanks trusted Shane Lyons to do that. Never mind hire the replacement in light of what they've seen the last two years. There's no bigger decision right now than the Bob Huggins one. I know basketball is not as big as football. But correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris. You've asked me a question. Is this big or whatever? It seems like as far as eulogies, obituaries for an athletic director, replacing Bob Huggins is a heck of a lot more important legacy-wise than replacing Neil Brown. Yeah, I think if you, it, with football, if you end up hitting home run, that will lead your obituary if, 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 you, that's your, if that's your thing. But 
you are replacing, trying to replace basically a sub 500 coach in football. Football is more important than basketball. It's undoubtedly true. But you're trying to replace a sub 500 coach in football while you're trying to replace a Hall of Famer and an icon and a legend in basketball. Um, so you are going to have to, like you said, it, somebody's going to have to find, because you're going to have to find a way to handle all of that. It, it's not going to be just come in, make some moves, make it happen with Bob Huggins. It's it's going to take some nuance. Uh, it's going to take some some charisma, some personality. You're going to have to make this work and transition it into the next coach, whoever that next coach may be. And that we've been talking about this even before to the news today, that the, that was going to be one of the more difficult things that's going to have to happen with West Virginia athletics in the coming years. So that's going to be on the new athletic director's plate. And that's something he's going to have to keep in mind. Cause even though at the forefront is going to be hiring this football coach, that's going to be not too far behind it. Let's go to the legacy of Shane Lyons did a yeah. lot of positive stuff for West Virginia and for college athletics during the pandemic year served major roles, chaired boards and committees, was on oversight panels, the heights of heights for an athletic director for West Virginia. Should be credited for getting college football back on the field in 2020. Not by himself, but he was at the head of the table that shaped all the ideas that had to first be conceived and then executed. Feather in his cap, absolutely. The football thing is going to be what sticks to him, I think. And I think you can you can have a responsible conversation about this in different canisters, too. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Nobody's going to fault Shane Lyons for hiring Neil Brown. Nobody should fault Shane Lyons for hiring Neil Brown. You lose Dana Holgerson after eight seasons to a group of five job that fit better and paid more. And... West Virginia did not fight to keep Dana Holgerson. And I think candidly in the back of their pocket, they knew, hey, we could get Luke Fickle. We could get Neil Brown. We could get Mike Norvell. Those are by and large the three finalists. And they got Neil Brown, which is not bad. Granted, Fickle done pretty well. Norvell doing pretty well. Brown has not done very well. But I hate the phrase. If you want to win the press conference, that's part of the hiring process and the evaluation process, West Virginia was celebrated for getting Neil Brown. We're talking about back-to-back-to-back, double-digit win seasons at a place that is good, probably doesn't have any business winning 10, 10, 10 games and bowl games in successive years, but he did that at Troy. You look at his resume, coordinator experience in the Big 12, coordinator experience in the SEC, did the small work at smaller colleges, did the small work at bigger colleges, circled back, did some coordinator stuff, was ready to be a head coach. Was he ready to be a power five head coach? I would argue yes. Um, I think if you're drawing up one day a list of replacements for Neil Brown and you said, hey, who's the guy who, I don't know, was a coordinator in two power five conferences? I don't know. Let's say he won 35 games in his last three years and was 3-0 in bowl games, you're going to have a resume that looks a lot like Neil Brown's. So I don't think you can really ding Shane Lyons for that too much. It's the extension. Did Shane Lyons, who 
nose to nose with Team Holgerson over a contract extension in 2016 and lost because Team Holgerson won 10 games that year. But did Shane Lyons get bluffed by South Carolina and by Auburn and the interest that probably wasn't quite what it seemed to be? Did did he hear that and, and flinch and extend his coach? Maybe. But even then, if you have a coach you really like and you think is going to be good and you want to believe in your hire, what's the harm in extending him? Probably not. The harm in extending him, of course, is putting the financial terms that were included in that contract extension. That hurts. That hurts a lot right now. It would be a lot easier for West Virginia to move on, if not for that. I don't know about the termination of Brown and, and whether it should have come earlier, should it have come at all, should have waited to the end of the season. I don't know how that factors into this yet. Again, those are questions that WVU is going to have to answer, but that's a third canister. My point, Chris, you can have a conversation about, hey, great job hiring him. Hey, bad job extending him. It's okay to go thumbs up to one and thumbs down to the other, but the existence of those two canisters nevertheless part of the chain line's legacy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Absolutely, because it, it, it was a gamble. It, it simply was a gamble because if it works... If at the time, I believe uh, Neil Brown's record was eleven and eleven, maybe two years, and as fresh off the six and four record and going into the bowl game there with mm-hmm. Army, um, so I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly how I felt, and I think you know people on our board felt, fans felt. and it was mixed. I felt like you know I know there was discussion of Auburn and South Carolina and you and I discussed that before. How true was that? Mm-hmm. But what if it worked? What if West Virginia went eight and four and then nine and three? And then you're looking at, hey, I got this coach locked up for four million for the next couple of years. What and like four million, I you know, you want to put that in perspective with everyone else in the country. That is at the very tail end currently of basically the power five. This is where you're at. You're like in the field. I'm looking, I'm trying to look up the USA Today. USA Today has put it behind a paywall, but I'm looking at um, coacheshotseat.com. Don't, I think this is pretty legit. Numbers look Authority. Right. Authority. It's on the name. I love that website. Okay. 54th. 
is what for you know four million bucks is in the fifties, as far as where you are as uh, highest paid coaches. So all of a sudden, if it works, if you roll that dice and it works, you are a genius. You have a coach lined up who is in the top twenty five coach, who is getting paid like the sixtieth coach, and he is locked in, guaranteed for the next three four years. You are a genius. Didn't work out, and now it's it's your undoing. Now. Your school is in the hole trying to figure out if they can pay the $16 million on top of what they're already paying him now. Um, basically, you know, for him to go away, more or less. And the problem is, it's not just the $4 million to go away per year. Uh, and again, of course, they'll probably work some other deal out where they give him a lump sum or something. But it's the equivalent of about $4 million a year. It's not that. You also then have to pay someone else. And if you're going to have to pay someone else on the open market right now, are you going to roll the dice again on an up and comer for three or four million? Probably not. If you're going to fire Neil Brown, you're probably going to want somebody who's better than Neil Brown or presumably better than Neil Brown. So now you're paying someone else five or six. So then all of a sudden you combine those two salaries together and you're paying Nick Saban money for a 50 50 chance at improvement. And that's the current situation for West Virginia. And it comes back to that extension. So again, it, it, it was a huge roll of the dice and it could have worked out tremendously well, or it could have worked out terribly, and it's very close to terrible right now. Speaking of roll of the dice, we'll close on this, Chris. It's a roll of the dice for West Virginia. We're talking about Neil Brown's resume and how it fits for what WV was looking for and presumably would be looking for in the event if, when, it does replace Neil Brown. Tell me how I'm wrong here that West Virginia would – not be excited about somebody who has Shane Lyon's resume. Absolutely they would. And yeah. it'd be okay. You're talking about compliance experience, NCAA experience, conference office experience, Alabama experience, right? Yep. You could draw up a roadmap and you would cross all those bridges, major conference, compliance. Working in a conference, working for the NCAA, like you just you just know all the avenues and all the rules and all the pockets you got to get into there. And Shane did. Um, now you've just kind of pushed away a guy who's very respected in the industry. And for what? Again, those questions have to be answered. Um, things I've heard, he was open to overtures from other jobs. I'm, I'm okay saying this, most notably Nebraska. Are we blaming Shane Lyons because he was interested, open, receptive to the idea of being the Nebraska athletic director? Come on. Or that an NCAA job or a conference commissioner job was appealing to him? I don't know how you can really ding a guy for that. That's difficult for me to accept. Like, you're supposed to want people to move upward and succeed. Granted, when it's one of your own and they come out of your pocket and go into someone else's, that may sting. But, like, ambition is a tough thing to penalize. Pride is powerful, though. I get that. What, did he have the best relationship with donors? Evidently not. Did he work hard enough at fundraising? Did he work hard enough to bring more people back in? It was a little bit fractured when Dana Holgerson left. Um, I think when Oliver Luck left, there were people who maybe didn't jump in right away, but who would have come back in. My, my point being, did they lasso enough people back in? Probably not. Do you make this move assuming that's all going to right itself now? 
And if so, who's making the decision here? How many voices are in the room to influence who they hire or what what the resume is, what the prospectus looks like? I don't know. It's a very tenuous spot here for me. It's really hard for me, Chris, to sit here and say that West Virginia just nixed the athletic director and TBD on what happens next across the athletic department. It's wild to me. I've covered this school for a long, long time. I wrote a book about dysfunction and how things don't often work here, right? This is something I had not had in my notes before, too. And and here we are right in the middle of it. It's it's very interesting to me. It's frustrating to some. It's fascinating to a lot of people. I guess we owe the benefit of the doubt that you have all the questions you want, and ultimately they are addressed by the answers. It's up to them to give us the answers. The answer is who, I'm sure. Why is a heck of an answer right now, too. I think we both kind of said that right now this doesn't make a ton of sense. They can reconcile that, will they? I don't know. Not often their initiative to do that. We'll see. But where does this go from here? There's a lot of stuff that I think is is unsettled and unsure. We can ruminate about it. Not healthy. Got to be patient, though. What does this look like at the end, though? Is it is it just one person? Is it multiple people? I don't know. How do you think this this unfolds? And this is maybe an unfair question over the next weeks and months and maybe even years. I think we're going to find out something real quick because there is a concern here from me that there's too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people, too many voices. And that's part of the reason there's been so little decisions up until this point. And I worry that this move might have been made not in haste, but it was hey, oh, crap, we should have made this move, you know, a move, this move or a move a month ago and didn't. And now let's just make a move and get it over with and go. And and now they're just, now what? Looking at, they're looking at each other, asking us the same questions we're asking each other. What's next? Um, But then there's part of me that wonders, is this already set? Do they already have a plan? Do they already have a name? Do they already have a choice? Because the timeline is, is, is condensed here for what needs to be done as far as finding a new athletic director, finding a new head coach. It, if you want to keep the roster together, if you want to keep things together, decisions on multiple spots here, you know, head coach of football, anywhere else in the athletic department, the rest of the coaching staff, those things need to be made like in the next couple of weeks if you want any chance of keeping this roster together or bringing in new players. And I just, the question is, do you have faith that the decision makers are ready to work on that timeline and work uh, well on that timeline, make the right hire? Anybody can make a hire in three weeks. Can you make the right hire in that little time? Is three weeks fast enough? It preferably would be faster. Right. Yeah. So the best outcome here, is that they have a combo deal. And is it is it Danny White and Josh Heupel? No, but it's sim- it's similar to that, right? Where you get an AD who's got a football coach and you've already figured this thing out behind the scenes. Again, I'll, I'll allow that as a possibility, in which case, hey, good job. You shut me up. It just seems like it's so aggressive and so ambitious. And I just, I just don't sense that right now, talking to people I've talked to in a while. Um, speaking of, I've talked to a lot of people recently, and they just they don't want near this. Um, they they know what has happened. They suspect that this has been happening for a while, and it's hard for them to explain, sign off on, rationalize, whatever. 
I, I just I just wonder where a lot of people stand on this too. That's that's very curious to me about the from what field did this come? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and if you're just if you're replacing the AD because you got to replace the head coach at some point too, and you want one person to be in charge of the other, okay. But you may have cost yourself a year with a football coach you're not sure you want with. That's extremely valuable capital. Um, and I guess if you want to make a change, you're going to make a change. That's fine too. But you kind of waited here. That's that's dramatic to me. We'll see. Um, don't know what to do there. I mean, it's it's really hard to answer your questions. It's just it's hard to do that right now without a lot of answers. And again, it's up to them to do it. We'll see what they do. Um, goals to work on. Mac has to be improved. Mountaineer Athletic Club is a fundraising arm. It just has to get better. That has absolutely been a frustration for for quite some time. Um, I've talked to people for some time who've been attached to this. Even recently, um, people who, who who may be involved in in vetting or being even included in candidates here, and like that's a thing that they're really concerned about is like the fundraising apparatus is not great right now for West Virginia. It's it's had a lot of turnover and leadership. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is here, but it, it's just changed a lot, and it's not what they want it to be. It's getting organized and and should take off soon. They hope, but like that's got to get better. You got to get a fundraiser in there. You got to get somebody who's popular to do that too. NIL, Chris, is a big, big deal, too, and that has been a frustration, too, from players to coaches um, about how could it be better? How can they work more closely with Country Roads Trust? And then I sometimes wonder about Lions being where he was and who he was with the NCAA, being very adherent to rules that had to do with NIL, which is fine. Again, here, here we are dinging a guy for being adherent to rules, right? But like NIL was this wild west and rules were just kind of like pipe cleaners, soft and malleable. And they stay within the lines on a lot of stuff, which, again, that's fine. But were they ambitious enough in NIL? It doesn't seem like it. Again, just going for frustrations that I've heard from people. Could they be better? I'm assuming that's going to be a goal when they move forward. So whomever comes in is going to have to be really good with money when it comes to fundraising and when it comes to NIL and how to make this lift off because it's been on the runway for one and a half years now when it comes to NIL. It's been on the runway for quite some time when it comes to the MAC. Uh, money makes the college world go round. How important do you think those two things are um, in the realm of recruiting and retaining players and getting donors involved and making sure you can spend in the appropriate and, and needed luxuries? Yeah, they got to figure it out. You always got to compete. Um, again, this was something we've talked about before and who this falls on. Uh, I mean, every I've talked to people and fingers get pointed left, right, center sometimes, but very rarely back at themselves. Because for those who remember the running back, uh, Justin Williams out of Georgia last class mm-hmm. um, was committed to West Virginia, went to Tennessee. And this was right when the NCAA just said, fine, NIL, go for it. And he showed up in Knoxville and Tennessee had an entire presentation set up with a website, fundraising platform, projected money he could earn, how he could earn it, with financial advisors there to talk to him about it. When he came back to West Virginia, they had nothing. None of that. They weren't ready for it. And, like, those are things you can't have happen. And it happened at the beginning. But then you have to fix them now. And there's nothing you can do to change what's happened in the past. You have to go move forward and try to fix it now. Have they? I haven't heard any like specific stories like that, like the one with Williams, where guys are just, hey, what can I, 
West Virginia's not not with the times, if you will. Um, they're working on it. They have the Country Roads Trust. They've set these things up. They're trying to get money to guys. They have sponsorship deals, all these different things. I do still wonder the other part we've talked about before, the left-hand versus right-hand thing with the MAC and the Country Roads Trust, and everybody's trying to get money. Some of these other schools, some of these big schools, some schools like Tennessee, like Michigan, like Alabama, they have enough money to go around where they can fill the coffers in all of the different categories, fill all the different buckets. I worry about schools like West Virginia and whether they can fill both buckets at the same time or if they're going to pull from one that's going to hurt the other. And you got to find somebody that can figure that out. And that, and a lot of this is going to come on the AD. And I wonder how much the, how much Shane Lyons was involved or how much the new athletic director will be involved in trying to make all this work and trying to, I guess you say, make everybody play nice here, you know, make all the different fundraisers or all the different people who need money play nice with each other so that everybody can win. One more thing before we go. I mentioned Shane Lyons' candidacy for the Nebraska job. And that, again, whether it's his allegiance to the NCAA work and the different committees and panels he was on, whether it was the fact that his eyes shifted to other jobs, which, again, I don't I don't think you can blame him for wanting to fulfill obligations that he was appointed to, especially if it reflects favorably ab- upon the university and that department. I don't think you can blame him for being intrigued by about being a conference commissioner or an NCAA executive or an athletic director in Nebraska. I did put that out there, that the Nebraska job interested him. Uh, I owe everybody this. He backed away from it. He said, thanks, but no thanks. I have important work I have to do here at WVU. This is like, I don't know, a peak pandemic is the right time, but like a lot of things are happening. A lot of plates are spinning, and he felt a responsibility to make sure that West Virginia was okay and to make sure that his house was secure. The foundation was fine all the way up to the roof. And I think if you look at ledgers, things are doing okay. Is, is it great? No, but who's great right now, especially when the football program is faulty? And is some of that on him? Sure. I don't see him throwing passes and committing penalties and, and you know, not scoring in the first quarter and drawing 50,000, in air quotes, fans to games. But ultimately, he is in charge of that, too. So the buck stops somewhere, and it appears that the buck stopping starts at Shane Lines. Where do we go now, Chris? This is going to be hot board season for ADs? I don't know if I can do that. Please don't, but but let's let our buck stop now because I have a feeling you and I are going to be very busy in the coming days. Yeah, first is probably not last here, right? Probably not. Well, one way to find out. Command D, if you got a Mac. What is it, Control B on a uh, PC? What is this, Reload? Control F5? Bookmark. Oh, Bookmark. No, I mean, you can bookmark it if you want, or you can just keep reloading control F5. Yeah, just do that like a thousand times a day. Be awesome. <laughs> Tell your friends will be great. Stick with us. We'll try to get you there. Don't know when, don't know how, but I know what is on everybody's mind. And we'll try to answer the questions that we'd like answered ourselves. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. 
The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.